When it comes to holiday gifts, what could be better than giving the gift a better sleep? And did you know 9 out of 10 couples disagree on mattress firmness? The Sleep Number bed lets you choose your ideal comfort and support on each side, so it's just right for both of you. The newest Sleep Number beds are so smart... They automatically adjust so you both stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. They even adjust for snoring. My sleep number setting is 90. My sleep IQ score last night was 82. Sleep number beds cost about the same as a traditional mattress. Last twice as long. 91% of the owners recommend. Come to a sleep number store this week and save $200 on a Queen C4 mattress. Now with Sleep IQ technology, only $15.99.99. Plus, buy one Cool Fit 2.0 pillow and get a second one half off. Find the hottest and coolest holiday gifts at sleepnumber.com or call any of their 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Call 1 800 390 9100. Be sure to tell them George Norrie sent you. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Mike Barrer back with us, New York Times bestselling author, lecturer, television personality. His books have sold more than 70,000 copies worldwide. And he began his writing career after spending more than 25 years as an engineering designer consultant for major aerospace companies, where he was a card-carrying member of the military-industrial complex. Yep, he was one of them. Mike is a self-described now born-again conspiracy theorist, and we are here to talk about a lot of things. But, Mike, welcome back, and Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, too, George, and uh, thanks for having me back. I really love being here. What a fast year, isn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> there were just a few things that happened this year, right? Just a few Just a few things. things. i got to get your reaction to the story that broke over the weekend that former Senator Harry Reid, when he was in the Senate, uh, commissioned a study uh, to investigate extraterrestrials. Uh, an amazing story. He was pushed, of course, and backed by Robert Bigelow, the aerospace billionaire. Uh, but they got apparently some pretty good information. What have you heard about this story, Mike? And, and what do you know that uh, maybe might not have been re- released yet? Oh, man, everybody in the audience is going to hate me because I'm going to throw quite a bit of cold water on this whole Uh-oh. thing. I mean, I, I definitely think it's something interesting, and it's, it's important from, a, from some sort of political standpoint. The question is exactly what are we looking at here. I don't feel like this is any um, real disclosure. I mean, if, if you look at the program itself, it actually wasn't classified. It was buried deep in the, the DOD budget, but it wasn't classified. There were certain parts of it, probably certain reports, that are classified. Um, and it's interesting to reading the articles because kind of, you know, as I read them, the first thing that struck me was that, well, okay, it looks like Reed set this thing up, but it's unclear to me anyway, at least having read four or five of the articles, whether it was $22, $23 million in total or $22 million a year that got spent on this from 2007 to 2012. And also it appears that it kept going even after that, that money was withdrawn. So that's kind of interesting. But basically... That money went to Bigelow, and Bigelow is a major contributor to, to uh, Reed's political campaigns. So it kind of looks to me like the disclosure is that there's sort of a money laundering going on here. Now, technically, there's nothing illegal about taking campaign funds out of your campaign you know, war chest and taking them home and stuffing them under your mattress. That's a lot that probably ought to be changed. So I think that was the first thing that struck me was that, wow, this – seems like it's kind of a big deal in the sense that maybe it's more about exposing that kind of thing going on than, and not specifically about Senator Reid, because I'm sure there's all kinds of senators that do these sorts of things, where they get these little pet projects funded to their, and, and funnel the money to their friends, and then 
get kickbacks in the form of campaign contributions. So that was the first thing that struck me. The second thing I thought was really interesting is that um, if you look at, if you really you know, read the articles, there's descriptions of these events that took place. And then there's the videos that are attached. And of course, everybody's going crazy about the videos, but I've looked at the video a couple of times, uh, like 12. Is this the Navy and, pilot one? Yeah, the Navy pilot one. And that that is... I think it's most probably an X-47B unmanned combat air system craft that's being spotted by Yeah, but don't you think, Michael, that that pilot would know that? No, he wouldn't, because this was back in 2004. And here's an interesting thing. I worked on that project. So as I look at this, the plan form of it, the shape of it, is exactly how you would build a stealth stealth aircraft. And what these things were is they were kind of large drones. They were a little bit smaller than a fighter. And they have that sort of jagged bat wing back edge. That's standard stealth technology. And you can see that in, in one of the videos. Now, remember, the videos are really low resolution. They're infrared. They're really only showing you heat. So that's, that's part of why they're so blurry. And the maneuvers it's making are not necessarily exceptional. And, and as I looked at that, I'm saying, okay, there's that factor. There's the fact that that program was basically ready to fly in 2003 or 2004. This sighting took place in 2004. Now, interestingly enough, the sighting, I thought what really clinched it for me is that the sighting took place that was on the videos took place near San Diego. And mm-hmm. the first thing they saw was some sort of object in the water that they were not familiar with, which, gee, I don't know, could be a small aircraft carrier that launched this thing. But the other factor is, is that the um, X-47 and other drone programs like it all flew out of Edwards Air Force Base, which is really just a few minutes up the road from San Diego. So I, I think probably what happened is this was a test of this, at the time, secret aircraft that these guys caught a hold of and they started chasing. Because if you look at the video, it, they don't, the, the object does not do anything that an aircraft can't do. And there's other statements in there. There's things like, well, you know, it made a turn and I couldn't turn with it. Well, you know, the FA-18 is not the best fighter that we had at that time. It's not super maneuverable for one thing. And these unmanned combat aircraft systems, the way they were designed, they were, they were built in the first place because, you know, the planes can make a lot sharper maneuvers and, and do a lot more exotic things at much higher G-forces than a plane with a pilot in it can. So that was the whole point, was that it would be able to outperform, um, outperform any, any jet fighter we had in the arsenal. That's what they were trying to develop. And, and really, if you look at the parameters and the flight envelope, the way it's described, although the pilots were unfamiliar with what it was, um, it, it doesn't do anything. There's nothing that's out of the realm of normal ballistic behavior technology. It, it looks to me like a fighter. So I don't think the videos are proof of anything. Now, there were discussions, of course, in the articles about other sightings that were part of the, the program's files. And those are quite a bit more interesting, but they just are kind of like they're kind of like you put them in the MUFON file. You know, because yeah. they're, they're things that people have observed, and the pilots are good observers, and, and they're mysterious. But I don't think that, that they necessarily connect with the video that was shown. And then the other question I have is I can't find any reference to exactly, you know, whether or not the stories that are told in the articles are supposed to be the same as the videos that were shown. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And, and you know, to me, the bigger political picture is this disclosure I, you know, it doesn't feel like it to me. It, it just, it feels like another interesting story. Although I will be honest, that there's certainly more coverage of it in mainstream media with a little bit less of the standard 
oh, what a joke, aliens. And yeah, they seem to be taking stuff. this one pretty seriously this time. Yeah, They're yeah, but I mean, you know, there's been, there's been mainstream stories of all kinds of stuff. The rat on Mars, which I've, you know, I've argued for a long time is really uh, not a picture of anything taken on Mars. I'd, I'd say, I'd say <laughs> it's taken at Devon Island uh, up in Canada. And, you know, it really is a rat, only it's not on Mars. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fakery out there. So then you have to start thinking in the bigger picture. Okay, so what is the point of getting people excited about alien disclosure right at this time? And it, it may be that they're trying to distract us away from something else. And the question then is, well, what's the be. something else associated maybe with aliens and UFOs that they're trying to, like, get us to not look at? Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.